Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's December 30th, it's 2022. It's the last podcast of 2022. Um, it's been a fantastic season. It's been a fa- fantastic year, not season. We've had a bunch of fantastic seasons, but it's been a fantastic year. We'll be back Monday on the 2nd. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been a great year. I appreciate everyone. That has been listening. I appreciate everyone that is kind of hung out with us on YouTube over the last month, month and a half. Excited to really do this all year for 2023 and, you know, have everyone, you know, have the opportunity to hang out live on the show, comment and um, all that fun stuff. So appreciate everyone for, I mean, this is year seven and we're going to be on going on year eight. So the podcast, um, I mean, I can't I can't do this without everyone listening. So thank you. And uh, today we got a nine game NBA slate. I'm joined by TJ. I'm done. I'm done rambling. TJ, what's happening, um, Mister Mister Snowden? Um, I was giving TJ a hard time pre-show because it's 59 in Florida and beautiful, and uh, he's snowed in. So um, what's happening, TJ? Look, I don't have too much to complain about because it's it's like it's a balmy one degree in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan right now. We've been hitting some minus 20, minus 30 lately. So yeah, it's snowy as hell and I can't get out of uh, my garage into the back alley right now. But uh, other than that, life's pretty darn good. I'm, I'm honored that I'm on the last show of 2022. That feels that feels momentous. I, I'm thankful. Yeah, um, I haven't made the schedule for next next month yet so i don't know who's going to be on the first podcast next year but you get to close out the year we get to do it on the nine game nba slate that i mean kind of juicy this slate i mean i know you're going to be playing some nba when you can't do anything else you might as well play some dfs so (laughs) um you're absolutely right i've been playing ps5 dfs and watching some shows that's basically been my last three days nice all right we have nine games if you have any questions and you're hanging out on YouTube, always feel free to comment in the, the section right there in the chat, the section I'm tired, man. Um, th- this, you could tell this is the last podcast of the week. Cause I am, I'm tired. Dave, what's up. All right. We get started with Washington at Orlando. No total in this game. Um, I don't know why outside of the fact that the whole Orlando magic team is suspended. <laughs> um i don't know why he says and then remembers oh damn no they don't have I, half their team <laughs> yeah i mean that was that was part of the joke but I, there's no total in this game because bradley beal's questionable um i mean outside of him taj gibson is questionable as well magic i mean cole anthony got suspended Wendell carter jr suspended um, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, and Mo Wagner. So a lot of people suspended. Jonathan Isaac, Okiki, and Suggs still out um, with the injuries. So, yeah, ton of – I mean, ton. A ton of guys out here for the Magic. But let's start with Washington because we always start with the visiting team. What do you like here for the Wizards? Porzingis and Kuzma, I think, are definitely in play in, play in the mid-8Ks. If we get Beal out, then I'm, I'd have a little bit of interest in Avdia as well as Monte Morris. But if Beal's in, I think I'm probably just going to be avoiding this team. Yeah, I mean, the Magic, they don't play again till Wednesday, and they're going to be very shorthanded for this game. 
if Beal sits, I mean, Porzingis could smash in this spot. And look, just based on how many suspensions we just got, like as we're recording this, what just happened like two hours ago? Yeah. Beal's going to be out. Like, I, I would be shocked if he plays. I'd be like, I, I would even maybe, like, I could maybe even see Porzingis just getting a random rest day for this one too now. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, we would have a ton of interest in Kuzma. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, obviously you got to pay attention to the news here. Um, Washington, I mean, they play on, they play on the first, they play on Sunday. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. Like the magic, they don't, like, they don't play until I think Wednesday. Uh, so they're, they're a little bit different situations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm with you though. I think that if, if everyone plays, if Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis play, I probably don't play a lot of Washington. But if Beal sits, I have interest in Porzingis. If Porzingis sits, I have a ton of interest in Kuzma. Uh, and then we'd start talking about like value plays like Morris and Denny. These guys would be very interesting if we start getting a ton of people ruled out. Because, I mean, the Magic are already bad defensively. They're going to be playing with the G-Leaguers. So, yeah, I think it makes like, if like say Beal is the only one we get out, but every player you add to the uh, out list, then obviously this increases that and it becomes less sneaky and more optimal. But I think Jordan Goodwin is going to be a very interesting tournament play. Maybe not with DeLon Wright back and playing some minutes. That does worry me a little bit, but heck, maybe he doesn't even play for this one either. But Wright or Goodwin, if they happen to step into the starting lineup, if we see some uh, injury stuff here, I think become pretty interesting. On the Magic side, I mean, they're without a ton of people in this game. Uh, I'm not counting, but there's a lot. So, I mean, Paulo, Franz Wagner, and Fultz are like your three main pieces that are still going to be playing in this one. And I'm assuming that, like, Boyle Boyle, and he's just going to play a ton of minutes at the the five here. So, I mean, he's interesting. Schofield is going to have to play minutes in this game because of everyone being out. Uh, Terrence Ross. I mean, this is this is even a spot like Kevon Harris um, might play because I think they said Harris is suspended Wednesday instead of Friday. Um, so, so is uh, Franz Wagner and Admiral Schofield. Yeah. So, like the they 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 had to have enough players to play this game, obviously. But um, what are your thoughts here on Orlando? Very very shorthanded against Washington. I think the guys like Wagner and Schofield are extra interesting just because they could probably just play a ton of minutes assuming, well, they're not playing next game, so um, might as well just run them out there. Having said that, on drafting specifically, I think Mo Bamba's like borderline lock button territory for me. Like that's nearly 150 of 150 lineups if I was doing that over there. Sorry, not Bamba, Bull Bull. Yeah, Um, I was going to say Bamba's out too. (laughs) Apologies, I meant Bull Bull. Um with Bamba out and with uh, Carter Jr. out, Bull Bull at $4,800 on DraftKings is just way too cheap. He's 6500 on FanDuel. Um, and, like, I still think he's in play over there. But at $4,800 on DraftKings, I think he's basically a lock-button play. Wait, there's a football game? Someone says they have an NFL sweat going on in YouTube. I, I didn't realize there was a football game tonight. Oh, I'm joking, kind of. I mean, I knew there was a football game, but I, I definitely wasn't going to watch it. That's for sure. Um, Phoenix at Toronto is where we go next. 
I would have a sweat going if I played Dalton Schultz instead of Brett Mayer, but because I didn't, no sweat. No sweat. Um, I played none of those guys because I didn't play. Phoenix at Toronto, 225.5 total. The Raptors are a a 2.5 point favorite. As far as the injury report in this game, Toronto's on a back-to-back, and then Phoenix is without Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, and Shamitz. Um, Toronto... I think like we already kind of got news that Van Vliet might not play. I mean, he definitely, he didn't play the game on Thursday. I doubt precious comes back. He's been out for a while now. So I think the biggest thing here that we're watching on the Toronto side is if Van Vliet, Van Vliet plays or not, but talk to me, what do you like here for Phoenix? On the Phoenix side of things, Chris Paul, um, I'm interested in Chris Paul at 7,900. I'm interested in DeAndre Ayton at 75. If I was running out a lot of lineups, I'd want to get some bridges in there. I think, like, I'm interested in this whole team. I think Craig is fine. If Landale's in the starting lineup, I think he's fine. Um, if you're running out a ton of lineups, I think you include Dwayne Washington Jr. in the pool. Um, but, like, I think this whole team's in play. Yeah, I mean... I have a ton of interest in Aiton. I, I keep talking about how he performs better with Booker off the floor. He had a great bounce back game the other night, uh, 47 fantasy points against Washington. Love this spot for him. Chris Paul, I, I still can't play Chris Paul at 7,900. He sees a decrease with Booker off the floor, so he's probably my least favorite play of Phoenix. But I mean, some tournament shots on like a Craig or a Bridges, I don't hate that. Um, Getting down to like the bench with like Okaji and these guys, I mean, the minutes are just kind of all over the place. Like Washington had an insane game. Um, was it Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday? And then like came back the next night and played 17 minutes. So I don't think you could trust anything about these bench guys, but ton of interest here in Aiton. And then don't mind the tournament shots on like a guy like Bridges. Uh, the Toronto side, I mean, it all kind of depends on whether or not Van Vliet plays or not, you know, if he's out, they're coming off of a loss against Memphis. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes had a really good game last night. Gary Trent had, I think 20 actual points in that game. OG played 35 minutes and um, Flynn played 30 minutes with uh, Van Vliet out. What are your thoughts here on Toronto? I think not only do we need to keep an eye on uh, Fred Van Vliet, but we also need to keep an eye on, um, Gary Trent Jr. because he did it's just because this is a back-to-back or sorry not Gary Trent Jr. I guess him too because he's been missing a lot of games with injury this season but with this being a back-to-back um Scotty Barnes left the game and then came back because of an injury uh last game if he happened to uh sit on the second half of this back-to-back as well Flynn would be that second player on top of Bull Bull that I would just look to play in every single one of my lineups um, but just kind of as it stands right now, if everybody's in, I don't think I really have any interest in anyone outside of Van Vliet. But if Van Vliet's out, run, and, and I mean, of course, the Yakim in tournaments, but if Van Vliet's out, you can run out this whole team. If if Van Vliet and Barnes are out, then the Trent Ananobi, Siakam's Flynn's just become among the best plays on the slate. All right, we got the Lakers heading into Atlanta to take on the Hawks. This game is currently at a 233.5 total. The Hawks are a 7.5, seven some places, favorite here 
On the Atlanta side, Capella is out. Hunter is questionable. Trey Young is probable. On the Lakers side, Anthony Davis remains out. LeBron is questionable with the ankle soreness, um, and that's really it for them injury-wise. So we'll start here with the Lakers side. What do you like here for L.A.? If LeBron plays, I would get a little bit of him, but other than that, nothing. If LeBron is out, I mean, and maybe a little Thomas Bryant in tournaments. If LeBron's out, then I mean fire up Westbrook, Schroeder, maybe even a little Lonnie Walker. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like Westbrook in this game if LeBron plays. Um, I think he has triple-double upside with LeBron on the floor. Kind of just opens things up for him a little bit when they play together, so... I don't hate Westbrook if LeBron plays. Um, I mean, Thomas Bryant's minutes are all over the place. I know he's had some foul trouble. Atlanta does tend to play big. Um, I mean, Capella being out could potentially help that. But, yeah, I don't mind Lonnie Walker coming off of a terrible game against Miami. Just absolute terrible game. Burned a ton of people. Um Yeah, I mean, that's really it. And then on the Atlanta side of this game, with Trey Young probable – 9,900, I mean, he's obviously someone you can take a shot on in this matchup. I think DeJounte, 89, is just too expensive with Trey Young back. Um, what are your thoughts on the Hawks? Yeah, with uh, Young and Murray both playing, I don't think I really want to get to either one of these guys. Like, if I was running 150 lineups, don't get me wrong, I would definitely be including both of them in my pool. What I like about Murray, if I'm you're running a ton of lineups, is he's kind of always a guy that you can get for 5% or less ownership when Young's in the lineup. And he does have big steal and block upside. So he's someone I like getting if I'm uh, MMEing. But outside of that, it's really just John Collins on DraftKings for me, Onyeka Kongu on DraftKings. Um, and that's mostly going to be it for me. Those guys have great prices over there. They're priced up on FanDuel, so I don't know how much I'm going to get to them. On FanDuel, I probably won't play a Hawk, but on DraftKings, I do like Collins and Okongwu. Yeah, Collins and Trey Young would be my main targets here. Seeing Trey or John Collins play 34 minutes on the second end of a back-to-back, I'm not concerned anymore about minutes for him. And he's just too cheap at 5,700, especially in a matchup where he should play 30 to 35 minutes. So, like John Collins, love that call. Over 30 fantasy points in three straight games. So, totally forgot to mention him. Detroit at Chicago. It wasn't. It's out. 229.5 total here. The Bulls an eight-point favorites. Uh, injury report here. Bagley's questionable. Cunningham remains out. And then on the Chicago side, Ball remains out. Derek Jones Jr. is questionable. Kobe White and Patrick Williams are questionable, which on the surface might not sound like a lot, but Patrick Williams is the guy that plays 35-plus minutes a night. So it would be a huge thing if he's out. So let's start with Detroit. What do you like here for the Pistons? It's been so wildly hard to find value on FanDuel lately. They're just so ready to price things up. As it stands right now with Killian Hayes ruled out for this one, um, like I, I love Alec Burks, $5,300 Alec Burks over on FanDuel, $4,400 on DraftKings, another one of these top plays of the slate. Um, like as it stands right now, without knowing the Toronto news, Burks and Bull Bull are going to be the two first players I'd be putting into my lineup over there on DraftKings. Jaden Ivey is looking like a strong play. Um, Jalen Duran's looking like a strong play. Um, 
And then uh, I think that would really be it for me. Most of those guys over on DraftKings and then Burks on, on uh, FanDuel. I wouldn't want to play Duran on, on uh, DraftKings or on FanDuel, sorry, we're 6,100. Yeah, 54 to 61, big difference. Um, just kind of just doing his thing every night. He has double-double upside. He's he's rebounding the basketball really well. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to need his size. as a tough matchup against Vooch, but he's 5,400, getting plenty of minutes every night. So I, I like that call. Um, outside of that, I mean... You don't want to you don't want to get 50 fantasy points from Alec Burks again. Um <laughs> Like that's another guy that on DraftKings just hit that lock button no matter how many lineups you're playing. Yeah, just I mean the pricing on these guys are just weird. Um and like FanDuel, you mentioned FanDuel, like their football product has been a lot tougher like salary cap lately as well. Um so I like the difference. That's, you know, one of the reasons I play on both sites. On the Chicago side, I mean, it's a fantastic matchup against Detroit. Detroit has been able to keep games close this year. They're not a great defensive team. Um, DeMar DeRozan is coming off of a monster game the other night against the Bucks, where him and Giannis just went back and forth, back and forth. What do you like here for Chicago? DeRozan and Levine, if I'm playing a ton of uh... – um, Detroit players, I'm going to want to run it back with them. On DK, I like Vucevic's price tag. On FanDuel, I mean, yeah, just because the difference isn't that big and the and uh, so many guys are priced up on FanDuel, I guess I do like Vucevic over there as well. If we happen to get Jasunmu and Patrick Williams out, um, like I mentioned, with these FanDuel price-ups, like I don't know how much Jasunmu and Caruso I want to get to at almost 5K. But over on DraftKings, where Dasumu's 4-1, Caruso's 3-9, all of a sudden those two guys become a lot more interesting for values if those two are out. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, looking at this matchup, I think Vooch could have a big game. It's just his ceiling seems to be capped most nights. But, I mean, this is a a matchup where he should dominate. Um, So if he got a few extra shots in this game, if he ends up at, like, the the 16-shot attempt mark instead of, like, the 12, Getting a couple extra buckets in this matchup would be great. So Vooch is definitely on my list today. Zach Levine, he's going to have these blow-up games every once in a while, but, I mean, I'm probably paying up and playing DeRozan most of the time. Um, He's just been way more consistent. If Patrick Williams sits in this game, it becomes really interesting to see who they run out there for a bunch of minutes. Um you know, especially if like Jones Jr. is out again. So, I mean, this might be a spot where you take some shots on like an AU, Kobe White, Caruso, depending on who's in and out of those guys, um, if Patrick Williams sits. Yep, I agree with you 100%. And I mean, if you do think this one is going to be a blowout, I think there's crazier things you can do today than roll out a little Andre Drummond. Minnesota. At Milwaukee, 229.5 total here. The Bucks, a five and a half point favorite. Uh, Drew, How- Drew Holiday is doubtful. Chris Middleton is out. On the Minnesota side, Anderson is questionable. McLaughlin, Prince, and Carl Anthony Towns remains out. So we'll start here with Minnesota. What do you like here for the Timberwolves? If in lineups that I'm playing Giannis, I'd be wanting to get to some Anthony Edwards, wanting to get to some D'Angelo Russell, little Rudy Gobert. Outside of that, when I'm not playing uh, 
Giannis in a lineup, then I don't think I'd be wanting to get to any Minnesota guys. But kind of as it stands right now, my favorite, I think, just for the price is uh, D'Angelo Russell with uh, Anthony Edwards kind of right close behind him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't mind the price on Russell. I think Edwards still has the highest ceiling right now on this team. Um, I think Gobert could have a, a really solid game in this matchup. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Minnesota. I mean, I have a ton of interest in Giannis on the other side, so maybe I end up on Minnesota because of that. But with Middleton and Drew likely out as well, um, it's hard not to have interest in Giannis in this matchup. I mean, you could take shots on like Bobby Portis. Um, I think you could take some shots on like a Grayson Allen at 4,300. Javon Carter was really popular the other night and busted. Really busted. Um, I think he had like seven or eight fantasy points. It was it was not good. Um I mean, that was like a, a really close competitive game and like the minutes were still kind of spread out. So I think Giannis is really the only guy you can trust on Milwaukee right now. Giannis to me is like if I if I'm doing core plays on, on over on Roto Grinders lineup HQ. Uh, Giannis, Bull Bull, and Alec Burks are the first three guys tagged for me. With the amount of value we have over on DK, I feel like he's going to be a bit of a must without Drew Holiday, without Chris Middleton. You brought up Rudy Gobert potentially having a good game in this matchup. Somebody I think that I could have a really good game in this matchup is Brooke Lopez. Um, probably going to see big minutes because of Gobert being on the court. He's a big body that he should be able to contend with defensively and hopefully pick up some blocks. And then on the offensive end, Rudy's not going to want to go out and guard uh, Lopez at the three-point line. And so I think we could end up seeing a lot of Gobert helping on Giannis in the key and Lopez uh, hitting a bunch of wide open threes. So Carter and Allen are interesting uh, for uh, value. Giannis is probably the top pay up on the slate. And Brooke Lopez, I think, is a very interesting tournament option. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't hate the Brooke Lopez call. 6,100. He's had some, you know, 40-plus point games this season. He has the upside. Um, I don't love the matchup for him against Gobert. But, I mean, we, ha- we have a lot of center plays today, too. I don't know if I get the Lopez, but I don't hate the call. Philadelphia at New Orleans taking on the Pelicans. Um, 226.5 total here. The Pelicans are a two-point favorite. Philadelphia side, Maxi is probable. So, um, I mean, that's a good sign for Philadelphia. And then on the New Orleans side, Brandon Ingram is listed as out. Herb Jones is questionable. Larry Nance is doubtful. And Little remains out as well. Uh, we'll go Philly first. Um, I mean, it's been a while since Maxi's played. I would assume that with a fractured foot, he's going to be on a very strong minutes limit here at 7,500. But I think it's enough where, like, I don't think you could play Melton. It should potentially affect, like, Tobias. Like, you can still take shots on Harden and Embiid in tournaments. But, I mean, all the secondary pieces I think I'm going to be out on here for Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just going to be on a wait and see to see how uh, Maxi back in the lineup is going to affect these guys. Like James Harden and Joel Embiid, always, always in play for tournaments. But outside of them, I don't want to get to anyone. On the New Orleans side, I mean, 
Zion had a game the other night. Um, what did he score? The last like 13 points or something um, for New Orleans. Uh, there was a quote that like CJ McCollum was like, "How do you? How did you play the last part of this game?" And he's like, um, "I just stepped back and we got the ball to Zion and let him do his thing." So, what are your thoughts here on the Pelicans? Um, you know. I'm not really down to just plug in Zion and let him do his thing because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't typically consider like individual matchups that often into my, into my lineups, but all of Zion's damage is done in the key. And I don't know how much of that damage he's going to be able to do against that bead. I was just saying I was locking me. I said that that's what CJ McCollum said. After yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just kind of pl- using play on words. No, you're good. Um, like, I mean, CJ McCollum's 87. I don't want to pay that price for him. Valanciunas, if you want to pivot off Zion, I think Valanciunas would be the pivot. Um, Trey Murphy's been playing really well. He's 5,200 highest price tag he's been in a while, but with Nance not expected to play, I mean, him and Najee Marshall should still play a decent amount of minutes, assuming that Herb Jones doesn't play. I don't love the matchup, but I mean, this is like, this is a tournament game. You circle this game it you know, there's a lot of potential defense played in this game. Um, I mean, Philadelphia is second and New Orleans is six in defensive rating, but you just circle this game and say, this game is going to be competitive. Maybe I do a couple tournament stacks and that's how you build this game out. Jonas Valanciunas is either going to have, he's going to foul out in like 18 minutes or he's going to have, 60 fantasy points <laughs> yeah there's no in between it's one of those two <laughs> i mean that's most nights with him though um, yeah it's true you're not saying much <laughs> let me miami... have my hot take let me have it <laughs> all right you you got it you got it i agree with you um <laughs> miami at denver 224 total in this game the nuggets are a four and a half point favorites on the miami side jimmy butler is probable Deadman remains out. Haslam is questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. And Yurt Seven remains out. On the Denver side, Bruce Brown is questionable. Aaron Gordon is questionable. Jeff Green is out. And Jamal Murray is questionable. So we'll go Miami first. Jimmy Butler coming back. I just I can't pay 9K for Hero with Butler being back. Denver's one of the worst teams guarding the perimeter. I mean, this is a game where we could see Hero shoot 10 plus threes. Maybe I look at like a prop kind of scenario for him but i don't think i can pay 9k for him um even bam at 8500 i could see him having a good game here but his price tag is up there as well yeah jimmy butler on DraftKings at 92 is very in play tyler harrell on FanDuel at 7900 is very in play he's a strong play over there i think um and then if caleb martin is out i would have a little interest in like a max Struess or victor oladipo if i was playing a ton of lineups but other than that i'm not on this team i'm not on this game i I mean Jokic can have like a blow-up game at any point and he's been fantastic if jamal murray sits and aaron gordon is out i mean i could take some shots on michael porter jr at 6100 but overall i mean i think this game kind of stinks um I don't think there's going to be a ton of like fast paced play in this game. Jokic is so expensive. Um, I just, I struggle getting a ton of exposure to, I mean, two teams that are on in the bottom 15 in pace. And 
I mean, they both of these teams can play, you know, decent defense. Um, Denver at times, Denver is a team that you can definitely target, but yeah, I mean, I, I struggle here with Denver. What are your thoughts? If we get no Murray and no Bruce Brown, Bones Highland is one of the top tournament plays on the slate. Um, Nikola Jokic is always in play, but it's a very difficult matchup. He's been playing really well lately, but still, it's a very difficult matchup. And so if I'm running a lot of lineups, yeah, you obviously include Jokic. Um, but other than that, it's just Bones of Bruce Brown and Jamal Murray are out. My... My headphones are playing an, another episode of the podcast in my ear, so I had to. I mean, <laughs> we're just gonna move on. Um, it you could tell that it's Thursday night. Um, it's Friday because yeah, it's just it's been a long week, long week. Portland at Golden State taking on the Warriors. This game has a two thirty one and a half total and the trailblazers are two and a half point favorites on the golden state side curry remains out divincenzo and green are probable jamichael green and iggy and wiggins are out and then on the portland side johnson is out little is out and peyton and winslow are out so we'll start here with portland uh what are your thoughts here on the trailblazers Golden State at home is a much better defensive team than they are on the road. Having said that, I still want to get to a little Dame, little Jeremy Grant. Yusuf Nurkic, I don't think it'd be somebody. I, I don't think this is the matchup for him. Um, I mean, maybe if for some reason, obviously he's probable right now, so we're not expecting it. But if Draymond were to sit for some reason, I think that would actually put Nurkic more in play because it would give Looney more minutes. Um, but for now, as it stands, I think it's mostly just going to be, um, Dame and, uh, Dame and, uh, Jeremy Grant for me as the main guys I'm interested in. If I was running a ton of lineups, maybe you include a little Anthony Simons, but, uh, that's, that's going to be it. Yeah. I mean, I think Lillard is someone that could have a big game here. And Simons is starting to get to that price point. I still, I mean, I'm greedy. I want to see him under 6K before I start playing him. But um, I think Lillard's in a, a prime spot to have a big game here today. So ton of interest in him. Um, outside of that, I mean, if Nurkic is going to play a ton of minutes again, he has to be in your tournament pool. He got 36 minutes against Charlotte the other night. If they give him 30 minutes against Golden State, he's someone that can go for like 45 plus fantasy points. So just in the conversation for me, um, Josh Hart's playing a lot of minutes. He's 5,800. I don't know what his price is on Yahoo or FanDuel, um, but he's been playing a lot of minutes recently as well. On the yeah, Golden I think he's State. He's definitely in play on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's up over six. I don't think I want to get to him there, but on DK, he's, he's definitely in play. Yeah, that's a much tougher price tag to get to him for sure. Um, Golden State side of this game, I mean, Clay Thompson's been my target here recently for them. He's just he's shooting a ton. I've been fading Jordan Poole. You know, it just I know he has like fifty plus point ceiling, but he's just not doing anything else. He's scoring. He's not getting a ton of assists or rebounds or anything. So I would just rather over a ton. What's that? He's been turning it over a ton as well. 
Yeah, I mean, his usage is insane. It's like 38% or something like that recently. Um, but, I mean, he's just not doing anything else. I played Ty Jerome the other night. I'm probably not going back to the well on him. Um, <laughs> got his ceiling game the other night. That was fantastic. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Warriors? Poolin Thompson. Poolin Thompson, Poolin Thompson, Poolin Thompson. They both have super high ceilings. It's Thompson on DraftKings where he's 7,100. Jordan Poole, where he's 7,500 on FanDuel, only $100 more expensive than Clay Thompson, and Thompson's not getting that three-point bonus. I'd rather play Poole on FanDuel, and I'd rather play Thompson on DraftKings, and I think both of them are very strong plays. Um, DiVincenzo, that price, I think, is just getting a little bit too high for me, and I don't really think this is going to be a team I'm looking to go to for value today. All right, we finished it out with my – I mean, this is my favorite game. I feel like this is going to be a lot of people's favorite game. It's Utah at Sacramento. It's a 239.5 total. The Kings are a 3.5-point favorite. Uh, Lyles is questionable, and that's really it as far as the injury report of this game. You get two pretty full-strength teams and a game that just offers so much potential upside. I mean, Utah and Sacramento, they both play top 13 in pace. Um, I mean, defensively, they're both in the bottom 10. Like, TJ, this game just screams ceiling. Does it ever? And so, I mean, hey, you you, you plug in Bull Bull, Alec Burks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, wait for some of that injury news we talked about, and then everywhere else in your lineup, you just fill in with spots of this game, and you're going to be feeling pretty good. On the Utah side of things, Markinen and Clarkson's price are are getting up there, but they still have ceilings. They're both great players. Kelly Olenek at 5,300, I think, is probably going to be my favorite. But, I mean, Mike Conley, is he's in play. Um, Malik Beasley, if you're running 150, is in play. Colin Sexton, if you're running 150, is in play. Um, just because of the pace of this game and the lack of defense in it. But, I mean, the main targets... Uh, are going to be marking in Clarkson and Olenek for me, and then sprinkling in a little bit of Vanderbilt and Conley. I mean, this game as a whole, I'm going to stack a ton. Um, I'm going to play a ton of marketing in this game. I'm going to play, I mean, I, I think even like someone like Kelly Olenek at 5,300 is someone you could take some shots on, but marketing is my favorite play from the Utah side. Um, I mean, Mike Conley's been playing minutes at 5,100. I don't hate it, but I love this game, man. Um, I mean, you could you can say a name from this game. I'm all right. I'm in. Um, that's how I kind of look at this one. So Sacramento, Fox, Sabonis. Um, like the Sabonis price tag should keep his ownership down. This guy has been absolutely smashing recently and draws a matchup against Kelly Olenek and Kessler, whoever they run out there, like, this should be a spot Sabonis goes bonkers. Um, I prefer Sabonis over Fox, but in tournaments, I don't hate either one of them. Um, Malik Monk at 5,100. This dude's playing some minutes, and he has some upside. At, someone that, again, in this matchup, I think is in play. Um, anything else here from this game? Love Malik Monk. I think that's a phenomenal call. He's very interesting for tournaments. Fox is a great tournament play. Sabonis is a phenomenal tournament play. It was November the last time he had under 40 fantasy points in a basketball game. Um, and so, yeah, he's just been absolutely smashing. Um, Fox and Sabonis are the main two. Herder and Monk, I think, are very interesting tournament plays. 
Um, anything else from this one? Monk more than Herder, but uh, yeah. yeah. All right, morning grind game. We're going to use DraftKings pricing and scoring. We flew through this one um, in typical last podcast of the year fashion. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got today? Alec Burks. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go Boil Boil. I just <laughs> no Mo Bamba, no Wendell Carter Jr., no Mo Wagner. This guy plays 30 minutes in this game, and he has a ton of talent. I think he's one of the top value plays on the slate. For those who oh. weren't paying attention at the beginning, like if I were running 150 lineups on DraftKings, Bull Bull and Alec Burks would have both be in 150 of them. There you go. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Bust today, I'm going to go with uh, Pascal Siakam. You took mine. I was. Uh, we're on the same page. I'm, I'm just a little off of him today. Um, Can I call who your second is going to be? Who who do you think it's gonna be? You're gonna pick Dejounte Murray. I'm not. Um, ah! I do. I love that call, but I'm going off. The, I'm going bold here. I'm gonna go Jokic um, at 11 oh. eight against Miami. So I thought you I were going like Dejounte or Harrow. Yeah, I do like both of those. Like Hero is just way too expensive with Butler back. So I love that call. <laughs> Favorite six X play on the slate. Who do you got today? Uh, let's go with. You know what? Just for uh, just for fun, I kind of want to go with Malik Monk. That's it's fine. fresh in the brain, you know? I mean, I'm going to that same game. I'm going marketing. I love this spot for him. I think he goes for 50-plus. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic recently. His triple-double or double-double upside, not triple-double upside, but um, love this spot for marketing. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you think is going to be under 10% that crushes on the slate? It's so hard to know ownership the day before. Like, do you, how owned do you think Franz Wagner is going to be? Very popular. Very Just popular. Because of how many people are out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought too. So I'm looking at maybe going to this New Orleans Pelicans game and saying uh, CJ McCollum. I like it. I'm actually going to go to Orlando. I don't think this guy's going to be popular, but I could be wrong. But give me Kevin Harris. Um, I don't think he's played more than 20 minutes in a game in his NBA career. Um, I think he, maybe one or two. Um, so give me Harris. Give me the 22 fantasy points he scores. Um, hopefully he's low owned. Um, his ceiling is like 24 points, but we'll take it. Magic, I mean, they're, they're gosh, what is it, eight guys out? I, I, I was I said I wasn't gonna count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys out for the magic tonight. So uh any bets, anything standing out to you here the night before? Nope, not really in particular. Um I think this is gonna be a very high scoring slate. We're gonna wanna be shooting for ceiling on this one. Don't be afraid of playing some chalk. I think it's gonna be good chalk. Just find a couple pieces in your lineup to get a little different with. It's not up yet, but I am going to be using the Sabonis rebounding and point prop a lot today. Um, it's going to be too low. So that's all I'm going to say. That's one that I'm going to be looking at quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's really it. That's it for 2022. It's been a fantastic year. Hope everyone has enjoyed the podcast. If there's anything you'd like to see on the podcast next year, always feel free to reach out to me. Uh, again, thanks for hanging out on YouTube chats. Uh, Dave, Derek, 
big hurt i mean there's there's a lot of people richie i'm missing people um in youtube chat today but appreciate everyone we will see you all again on monday good luck in nfl good luck in nba have a great weekend